Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. Today's episode is a very special one, very close to my heart. This one is going to be a little bit triggering, so if you find this topic triggering, please just click off to another podcast episode. I have plenty to choose from, but if you are ready, then just sit back and relax and we'll just jump right into the episode. All right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am not going to lie. It's been a while. It feels like ages since I last recorded and a lot of life changes have happened and I would not be lying if I said that I am not doing great and I genuinely really did think about skipping this week's episode and I've never skipped a week since I started this podcast in 2020 but I just reminded myself of how much not only this podcast means to me and the growth that it's been seeing lately and the ability to have this outreach and the ability to be able to connect with all of you is something that is so incredible to me and something that I truly cherish and something that I will never ever take for granted. This episode topic in particular as well is, as I said in the intro, a very special one. I did insert a trigger warning just because this can be a very triggering topic for a lot of people, but I talk about it every year on around this time of year because there is a significance behind it and I utilize this platform for this topic because I know of so many women and men that have dealt with this, that have gone through this in some capacity, shape, or form, and so many that have gone unreported. And I always use this podcast to highlight the importance, highlight awareness around this topic because it is one that is very close to my heart. It was something that really took over my life during my college years and one of probably the toughest years of my life. And so I will say that when I'm going through times like the current issues that I'm dealing with in my current life at 26, I always look back to that girl at 20 years old and I just remember how resilient she was and how much she fought. And so I hope this episode helps you, inspires you in some way, shape, or form. And if you're listening to this because you've gone through something similar, I am so, so sorry and I hope that you know that you're not alone and I hope that you know that my DMs, my email is always open and I'm always here to listen. But before we get into the episode, let's just go through some highs and lows. All right, so if a lot of you can't tell, I'm definitely in a bit of a low mood tonight when I'm recording, and I will not be going into detail in this episode because it is far too early and I'm still processing a lot of what's happened, but this may be something that I definitely talk about in the future because as you guys know, I'm very open to sharing a lot of the hardships and experiences that I go through because I truly believe that it will benefit and I've you know, seen it happen in real life. I've seen the messages that I get from you guys whenever you guys tell me about an episode that you listened to and how much it helped you. So that's why I love doing these podcast episodes. But for the time being, I'm just going to say that I am having a really low week and that it's going to be super generalized and broad because yeah, 
I just need some of that, some of that privacy for now. I will say my high though is just the amount of love and support that I I feel like I can get emotional. The amount of love and support that I have just seen pouring out from my family and friends. <laughs> and it's it's times like these in my life where I'm going through really hard things and where I'm just reminded of like who your real people are in your corner, who will always be sticking up for you no matter what, who will always be there for you, who will drop absolutely anything in the dead of night to come and see you, even if it's just for an hour or two, just to make sure you're okay. And I think that that's such, it's such a beautiful thing about friends and family. And I'm so grateful to feel like I have so much of a support system being someone who lives abroad and you know doesn't I can't you know necessarily just drive and go see my family or like walk to my parents house it would be a very long journey home and yeah I guess my high has definitely been just being so aware and so appreciative of that support system and absolutely just knowing that in times like these and you know if you're listening and you're going through something hard knowing that taking it one day at a time is absolutely the way to get through things. And knowing that you can be going through hard things, but you can also get through hard things. So without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode. So as you can tell by the title of this episode, this is going to be an episode reflecting on seven years since my sexual assault. So for those that don't know and are new to the podcast, because as I mentioned, I do an episode around this time of year every year, I was sexually assaulted on February 6th of 2016. It was by someone that I knew and someone that I trusted in and someone that was a colleague and someone that I thought was a friend. I will never actually really probably tell my story because it's pretty intense and I don't believe in like sharing the actual details because I think a lot of what sexual assault survivors struggle with is the fact that in that moment of what when it was happening, at least for me, I had a very out-of-body experience and it was... It was very odd and it's something that I'll always remember is that I could tell you about what the room looked like. I could tell you about what was on the monitor screen. I could tell you all these little details, but I was so afraid and I was having such an out-of-body experience that I just was doing anything and everything not to look at what was happening and accept what was happening because it was so hard and I think especially for you know, sexual assault survivors who fear for their life and don't feel that they can fight back. That's also something that is a really tough part of sexual assault. And that was something that I felt and that I dealt with. I'd say that I'm unfortunately one of the rare sort of cases where, you know, I hear about a, a lot of women and men that don't report sexual assault. A lot of sexual assault goes unreported. B, a lot of sexual assault getting reported but it never going further than the, the police report, unfortunately. I know of personally two friends that have gone through this and it, it breaks my heart because I believe that victims of sexual assault and survivors of sexual assault, they deserve so much more justice 
than what happened to them and because they are they are so much more than what happened. So I'm one of the rare cases that I did end up reporting it and I went through a year-long case with the Title IX at my university and for those that don't know what Title IX is, it essentially is sort of the Title IX is the most commonly used name for the federal civil rights law in the United States that was enacted as part of the Education Amendments of 1972. It prohibits sex-based discrimination in any school or any other education program that receives funding from the federal government. So I took my case to Title IX and I made a case. I went through that for a year, a very long, grueling year. And it was one of the toughest things because... A lot of what happens in a sexual assault case is kind of what you would think it is, which is just the victim being forced to retell her story over and over and over in detail and dealing with terrible lawyers, dealing with terrible people that just completely turn against you. And I was going through this while I was still attending my university, and so I... I dealt with a lot of isolation. I dealt with a lot of people who sort of turned their backs to me because they didn't believe me or they thought that I was lying. And it's so important to believe victims and it's so important to stand with them because sexual assault is such a hard thing to go through. And when you look at statistics, I'll include some links in the show notes, majority of sexual assaults happen with someone that you do know. A lot of people think that it's with someone that you don't know, complete stranger. A lot of the time, it actually happens with people that you know, which is the most scariest thing. And if we just talk about the topic of sexual assault and what is the definition, sexual assault can take many different forms, but one thing remains the same. It's never the victim's fault. The term sexual assault refers to sexual contact or behavior that occurs without explicit consent of the victim. And there are different forms of sexual assault. Rape is a form of sexual assault, but not all sexual assault is rape. The term rape is often used as a legal definition to specifically include sexual penetration without consent. Even just looking at this, it I realized that I do need to correct myself here and say that I was raped. And as I said, it was a very, very tough thing. And I luckily was one of, I'd say, very few cases that actually did end up winning my case. And so what that means with Title IX is that the university in the end believed me instead of the man who raped me. The journey of coming to terms with actually realizing what had happened, I'd say, before even ever reporting it, was a very, well, it felt very long. It was, I think, the span of a few weeks or a few months, but... The intensity of what your mind goes through when you're trying to figure out what happened or or trying to shove it down and shove it away and not think about it and try and forget about it. It's so intense and I there is I feel like there's never been a time that I felt more isolated because I I didn't feel like I could tell my family, I didn't feel like I could tell my friends, and this just felt like a very, very confusing thing. But luckily you know, it took me a few months, but I finally told a friend and that friend was able to help me realize what it was. And I'll still, I still remember her words to this day and just saying, Liz, you know, that's rape, right? You know that he raped you. And I'll never forget how that felt to then use that word and feeling initially like, you know, a label and a statistic, but then knowing that I was worth more and that I had to fight for myself. And this was one of the first times in my life where I truly took a stand for myself 
because I think that with a lot of victims that do not report their sexual assaults, and I know of some friends that have not, it's something that they carry with them for the rest of their lives, and it, but it's also something that they don't report because they don't feel that they have enough evidence or that the police are going to believe them. And it's sad that something that is so traumatic to victims and survivors of sexual assault has to be so feared not only for you know whether or not you'll be believed by police or title nine but for what people will think of you around you and that in itself is so isolating and so hard and i guess i i continue to make these episodes because i always want to continue the conversation around sexual assault and rape and i know that there's such a high prevalence of this in universities and i think that it's something that we need to be addressing more and again i share my experiences purely because when i was going through this seven years ago i had no one and i felt like i had no one and there was like i didn't have anyone that could that i could relate to that i could try and figure out and confide in. I did try going to therapy, but there was so much that I was going through at the time due to the sexual assault that was in relation to my lack of trust with just men in general. I remember that took such a long time to get over. Trying to have a male therapist was a very tough decision. And yeah, that was a very long journey. And and I would never say that, I think in the, in the moment, I never knew that I would get through it. I always, I think during, there was a lot of tough nights. This was also at a time when I had turned 21 within the year that this case was taking place. And I really truly believe that this was a big spark for my binge drinking and what really kind of threw it into a downward spiral. And I think because it was such a painful experience having to retell my story again and again and again, it was just a constant reminder that this was still something that I was living with. Even though I kept trying to run away from it, I kept trying to numb the pain with alcohol. And for a while, I really wanted to write a book on this, I'm not going to lie. And I think every time that I went to write this book, said book, I really struggled to get past a couple of pages because it's so hard to tell that story You know, I can sit here and talk to you through the microphone and I can tell you about that experience and I'm happy to talk to people, but it's just when I have, when, if I even try and go into detail, if I even try and go and dig up those documents from that case, it's hard. And reading through a lot of that and knowing that there are still so many victims of sexual assault that just are still carrying this with them because no one chose to believe them, no one chose to be there for them, absolutely breaks my heart. And I guess this episode is just to let you know that if you are going through this, if you know someone going through this, know that you're not alone. And if you know of someone, don't just be a bystander. Reach out to them and make sure that they're okay. And I think that a lot of people also don't know how to be there for someone that has experienced sexual assault. But it's, for me, it was just always having someone there. And I still remember to this day all the friends that stood by me throughout that entire year. And I'll never forget the feeling of getting the email saying that I had won my case. And the song that I was specifically listening to that 
is still my go-to song for, you know, any time that I'm having a rough day, any time that I'm really even struggling on a tough run. I love the song Rise Up by Andrew Day. So I'm going to leave a link to that in the show notes because genuinely, anytime I listen to that song, I want to break down because it's so emotional for me. But yeah, I guess this episode is kind of, it's kind of definitely been a different format, I'd say. I think that I, for one, am going through a lot and talking about a hard topic, you know, is hard. And, but I always want to continue the conversation around this because I never want I never want people to feel alone in this because I'll never forget how alone I felt. And so if you take anything away from this episode, I hope that it's just that, just know that you aren't alone and know that my DMs are always open and I'm always more than happy to talk about this topic because we need to amplify more voices of victims and survivors of sexual assault. And that is all that I have for today's episode, but I hope that you enjoyed this episode Thank you for tuning in and just stick with me because I, I'm okay. I know I'll be okay, but one thing that will never go away is this podcast because if there's something about me, it's just that through and through, I love sharing on the podcast and I love opening up because it means the world when I get those messages from you guys, just connecting and sharing your own experiences. It's insane how, you know, people feel comfortable enough to do that and share that with me. And I'm always so honored because it makes it makes things just feel less daunting and less hard. And it makes the world feel just a little bit better in terms of just being able to relate to people and knowing that you aren't alone. So I'd say the theme of this episode is that you are never alone. You always have people. Just reach out. Never, never be afraid to reach out. And 100%, if you are ever considering it, definitely go and get professional help. Therapy is something that I have always come back to and has always been the reason that I think has helped me be so resilient in so many of the things that I have been through in life. But yeah. And lastly, I just wanted to quickly say that I know that for those who have experienced sexual assault, I know that that first year, second year mark, those are the toughest years. I can tell you hands down because it, it still feels like, like super fresh, like it happened yesterday. But know that it gets better with time. And I can tell you that with each year that has gone by over the past seven years, it becomes less and less of a fear of this day. I used to truly, really fear this day. And I love the month of February because my birthday's in February. But it's come, it's come to a point now, seven years later, that I truly look back at that and I think, wow, I was, that was tough but I was so strong and I stood up for myself and I'm proud of what I did because I will never ever regret going through that case because winning for me didn't just feel like a win for myself, but I knew it in my gut and in my heart that that was a win for any future women that would have been impacted by this man had he kept been able to continue what he was doing and not have to reap the consequences and so yeah just know you're not alone and I'm always here if you need someone so thank you for listening to this episode all right everyone that's going to wrap up another episode of the resiliency and running podcast I really do hope that you enjoyed it or just took some part in it and felt inspired or like you could have a friend to talk to. But thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.